Hi, everybody. I am Amanda Gazzola, and this is the Health and Guelph podcast where stronger meets community because we are stronger together. Every episode, I get to interview different professionals in the Guelph community and talk about mental health, body health, fitness, as well as learn about who they are, their journeys, and just get raw and real. So get ready to get connected, inspired, and simply just feel good because we are all stronger together. strong friends and welcome to another episode of health in guelph i'm your host here amanda gazola thank you so much for being a part of this episode this episode is a pretty special one today i am interviewing jennifer mckay who is a physiotherapist of 17 years she owns dynamic motion here in guelph and is going to be celebrating her fifth year this june So what is so special about this episode is that we're going to be really diving in deep when it comes to the pelvic floor. If you have currently had a baby or have had a baby or are a little bit older or, you know, there is always a reason to concentrate on the pelvic floor as it is one of our one of our biggest muscles in the body. And it does so much for us. This episode, we're going to be breaking down, you know, pelvic pelvic floor weakness, pelvic floor tightness, urinary incontinence, you know, things that really, that we don't really like to talk about because again, it is uncomfortable, especially if you're currently dealing with something and you don't quite understand, or, and this also helps you not to feel alone and helps you to really start to really become one with the body because our body is the smartest mechanism we will ever have. And so really becoming one with the body and understanding and and being in tune with yourself is so important. And this episode is going to teach you how to do just that. So I hope that you are inspired. I hope that you learned something. If you have any questions, concerns, or comments, please let me know. And thank you guys so much. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Relove and Rise Presents Health and Wealth Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Gazzola, and I'm with the beautiful Jennifer McKay of Dynamic Motion today. She is basically, she has basically been in physiotherapy for 17 years. She started Dynamic Motion um, basically five years ago, and she's celebrating it this year on June 5th. She has amazing credentials. She basically is a fellow of the Canadian Academy of Manipulative Physiotherapy and is trained in gun I'm IMS, which is short for intramuscular stimulation, which I would love to know more about that. What is that? <laughs> so gun IMS is a really- <laughs> oh, thank you. And thank you for having me. This is so lovely. Nice to spend a Monday evening with you, my dear. Um, so gun IMS is something that I, I, it was a course I took in 2007, Amanda, what it is, it's, it's a little bit more of an aggressive form of needling. So a lot of people go for acupuncture and that's fantastic and a wonderful technique in the physiotherapy world, which I use all the time. Gun IMS is just a little bit more of an aggressive form of needling and we don't follow the energy channels or um, we don't follow the energy channels in the body or the meridians as we call them in my world, but we do find the tight muscles and we stick a needle into it. We poke it around for a couple seconds, pull it back out. It's really an effective technique on chronic conditions. If someone is running and their calf muscles getting tight over and over again, we help to loosen it up that way. It's amazing. I use it in my pregnant women or my postpartum women who have really tight glutes or anything like that. We can loosen it up. We can basically use it from the shoulders all the way down to the ankles. Just a really interesting technique that we do. 
it's just a matter of getting over it because it is not just like acupuncture. The needles are a little bit more aggressive, but it works really well. Oh, that's yes, exactly. And that's right. I had this done with you when I came in for my postpartum. So I forgot that that was the name of it. And now that you're saying that I was like, Oh yeah, I definitely felt it. And it is definitely a little bit more aggressive, but at the same time, you are right. It's so effective because I, why I started, why we started doing this together is because, uh, you know, when you have a little infant and uh, you're rocking him, you're doing whatever you can. You don't even feel like how your tight, your muscles are going because you're so in the moment. And like, once you've like ended up relaxing, you're like, whew, and you didn't realize all the stuff you're using, but because like the hip, what happens with pregnancy and everything is like kind of slowly coming back into place. There's a lot of pulling happening, definitely below. So that makes sense. That makes sense. Thanks for, for reminding me about that again. I definitely <laughs> didn't block it up, but I felt like I blocked it out there. <laughs> Of course, no problem. <laughs> uh, so I definitely did our introduction completely all over the place, but at the same time, I'm bringing it on back. And I wanted to say, Jennifer, like, tell us a little bit about you and who you are and, you know, what, what you do. So like you said, Amanda, I've been practicing physiotherapy for about 17 years. Um, it's fantastic. I started working in Acton for three years of my practice, and then I moved here to Guelph. I worked in the south end of Guelph for 10 years before I started dynamic motion. And that was fantastic. Our little guy was two at that time. So it was a scary leap to jump out on our own, but mm -hmm. uh, we made that leap and it was fantastic. Through the physiotherapy world, I've been lucky to take a variety of different courses, Amanda. So I'm trained in the pelvic floor physiotherapy, as we were talking about. I do the gun IMS needling, which is fantastic. I can also manipulate from the neck all the way down to the toes. So that was additional courses I took. But it's really nice, Amanda, because in my day, I do see a wide variety of clients. And that's what happens when you've been practicing for a long time. And you gather all these tools in your toolbox is a technique that, or a term that we use in our world. So I see everything from like a four month old baby who might have a little bit of um, tightness in her neck to I might see um, like a 85 or 90 year old person who's struggling getting up out of a chair and then everything in between, Amanda. So the nice thing in my world is every 20 minutes, it's a new issue. And every 20 minutes, it's a new face. And you get to see a lot of people interact with a lot of people, and hopefully help them in the long run. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. And what I wanted to kind of focus in on the pelvic, uh, pelvic physiotherapy today, because that is, I feel it's becoming much more popular. People are starting to understand it a little bit more, but I wanted to debunk a few things with you as well as share with people, you know, why they might want to see someone like that, especially with what they're experiencing is in the postpartum, but also you also do it in the prenatal phase as well to prepare your pelvic area for birth. So I wanted to really dive in deep with that with you today so that people can be a little bit more educated, especially, um, you know, in the past, uh, couple of years, especially there has been an e increase in uh, many women out there having babies. Um, expect that's coming from McMaster hospital telling me that the day I gave birth, that uh, they've, they saw like an influx of people by 60%. And that was uh, yeah. may of this year. So there is something to be said. So I feel like this is a really great topic to talk about. What do you think? 
I think it's a fantastic topic uh, to talk about. I've been doing the pelvic floor physio for about 10 years. I, tr I trained with um, a group of women out of Montreal. Uh, the name of their, um, their group is called Physiotherapy Eurosante. They were amazing, Amanda. The very first day you walk into that course, it's terrifying because it's a very scary topic. It's a very taboo topic. Not a lot of people like to talk about it. So it was, it was a course that I knew I wanted to take after I had finished some of my other courses because that I wanted to be able to help my friends. I wanted to be able to help family. And Guelph at that time, I believe, only had about two pelvic floor physiotherapists. We probably have about seven or 10 now. We're really lucky. We have some amazing pelvic floor therapists here in Guelph. The nice thing about that technique is it's utilized in a variety of um a variety of different people. So yes, you're exactly right, Amanda. The majority of what I see is the prenatal care, the postpartum care, and that's fantastic. So I see everybody coming in to prepare for birth, which is wonderful. And then usually they touch base with me about six to eight weeks postpartum, Amanda. And that's when we sort of check and see what's going on. At that point, some people will be saying, you know what, Jennifer, I'm struggling. I'm laughing, coughing, sneezing, and I'm peeing a little bit, or I'm having discomfort um, in my abdomen, in my low back, in my hips. What can you help me with? Sometimes people are like, I'm having pain with intercourse. Mm -hmm. So these are all things that we really need to address. And then we see it all the way to the other end of the spectrum, Amanda, where I see um, older women who are struggling with um, laughing, coughing, sneezing, and peeing as well. I have some older women who come in who are in new relationships and they just want to figure out what's going on with their pelvic floor. And then there's also the male component as well, which you and I might not have talked about a lot, but I do treat males for pelvic floor therapy as well, usually um, post-prostatectomy. So when they've had their prostate removed, um, we do hip and low back issues, erectile dysfunction. We focus on all of it. So it's a really big scope, but it's, it's really, I think your age group, I think that younger age group, Amanda, the pendulum is swinging. You guys are very aware of your body now, something that even... 20 years ago, this wasn't talked about at all. And the practitioners that I learned from 10 years ago had been doing it for 20 years in Montreal. So it seems like Ontario was just a little bit slow to that game. But I think now we are picking up momentum, Amanda, and it's, it's so popular. It's half of my caseload now is my pelvic floor therapy. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little, like, let's dive in a little bit deeper. Like, um, mm -hmm. basically, you know, what does a pelvic floor therapists do? Like, how do we work together? Because I definitely knew it was something I need to do, but I didn't know exactly. I didn't know what I know until I entered that day. And I was just like, okay, this is uh, not what I expected. So what does, uh, yeah, let's give uh, people an idea of what that looks like. That's, that's a great idea. I think it's very important, Amanda, because it is very scary to come in with someone you don't even know. And in COVID, someone that has a mask and a face shield on potentially, and you have to make a creative rapport with this person. So yeah. when, when my people are, when my ladies are coming in uh, prenatal or postpartum, the appointment is an hour long and it, it feels long for physiotherapy, Amanda, but I don't know about what, if you remember our initial assessment, but it goes very quickly. Oh, it does. Yes. It goes very quickly. So that first half hour we spend, we essentially do what you and I are doing. We delve into what's going on in your world. What? tell me a little bit about what your pelvic floor was like before you had your baby. Tell me what activities you do. What do you drink in a day? What kind of physical activities you do? Um, do you have pain with intercourse? What's going on with all of that? 
tell me about if you've had any pregnancies or losses in the past, because all that can affect your pelvic floor as well. Um, and then are you struggling with anything right now that I need to be aware of in terms of like the laughing, coughing, sneezing? Was that something you had before? Is that just something you've noticed after your baby? So that's the first 30, 30 minutes. So it's very involved. And it's very it totally, intense. From my perspective, it felt, it was one of those like where I like felt like I had someone to talk to like finally and like really delve in deep as to what's happening in the postpartum phase. Cause I had third degree tears. And so I just felt a little, to be honest, I felt a little broken. I felt a little like, oh my God, am I ever going to get over this? Cause like you're going right into the postnatal walking, having a baby, no sleep. Like it's just, it feels so raw and vulnerable. And you're like, I don't even know if I can continue to do this. Like that's how it felt all. So going, I was excited for my first session with you, but I also was definitely like intimidated because uh, I was like, I, d- I didn't know what was all involved. So this is really good. <laughs> Definitely. I think, I think you've hit the nail on the head, Amanda. That's, that's how most people feel. They don't know what's going on. They've had maybe a friend or a family member who's done it. And some friends are a little more open to sharing what's going to be happening. I have some people who come into my office who are like, wait, there's an internal examination. I wasn't aware there's an internal examination. (laughs) So, so I mean, I try and touch base with people before and say, there is an internal examination. It is nothing compared to when you're at your OBGYN or your family doctor for your pap test. Um, but it is, it is very invasive, as you know, Amanda. The, what you've described, Amanda, I hear on a daily basis. I feel broken, Jennifer. I, you know, it's very emotional. There's a lot of tears in my room. Yeah. And, that's, and you know what? It is, this is a space where for that subjective or that first 30 minutes of our conversation, I want you guys to feel safe. I want you to feel comfortable. This appointment is all about the mamas. You know what, when we're dealing with the postpartum women, it's, it, it is a time to be heard, Amanda. And that's so important that you, that you, you were, that you felt very comfortable chatting about everything we had to speak about. Um, it's, it's really impressive to be able to open up to a total stranger who's asking you a bunch of questions over and over again, and sometimes coming back to them. So I think, I think what you've said is amazing. And I really hope that people take that, that that is normal. It's normal Mm -hmm. to be scared. It's normal to not know. And then that second half, when I step out and you get changed, you know what, when someone says, please take everything from the waist down off, that's a little intimidating as well. (laughs) Um, And, and for the folks listening to your podcast today, it's, it is an internal assessment. So we are palpating external and then we are internal sort of checking out what is that overall muscle tone? What does that, what does that feel like postpartum for you? What on one side compared to the other, do you have any low back pain, Amanda, that might be causing tightness on one side of your pelvic floor compared to the other? It's amazing. The difference of like, when you're doing that, um, one, there's a little, it depends on like how your healing is going. It's a little, in like, there's a little bit of pain, but at the same time, it's not anywhere near, um, like what, like that, like, oh my gosh, like it's not anywhere near like that, but it's amazing to know, like, like when you're healing the tightness that's happening on like, whatever's going on down there where you're like, it feels like you're working, you're working on something where you're like, okay, this is awesome. Cause it gets you to, cause we're so intuitive with our bodies, especially, but prior having to having a baby to after, like it's a whole different level. So it's, 
amazing to know exactly what you're doing and how it's cohesive to what you're feeling and like, okay, perfect. Now I understand what's happening. It gives you much more of an idea of how to be much more thorough with, uh, this, this therapy for sure. You know what, Amanda, you're, you're so right with that. And, and informed consent is consent is a big part of my job. And you can see why, because this mm-hmm, is such a, mm-hmm. this is such an invasive technique. So making you feel comfortable before we start all of that is very important. So after we've sort of figured out, Amanda, what's going on internally on both sides of your pelvic floor, then I usually say, okay, let's check your pelvic floor. How quickly can you contract your pelvic floor? How long can you hold that contraction? Are your glutes firing, you know, when you're doing it, are the muscles on the inside of your leg firing at the same time? Because that's the kind of stuff we really don't want to see happening in that short term, because we want, we don't want you to compensate. We want this to be all about your pelvic floor and you feeling stronger. What happens if you are feeling that in the glute or in the like IT band or like wherever, where, what happens if you're feeling that, what does that mean? So it it usually means your body is compensating and you're, because your pelvic floor might not be strong enough, Amanda, or there may be dysfunction side to side, as you and I've spoken about there, it means that your body's trying to help you do that contraction. And we want it to actually, we want this to just be about the pelvic floor. So we will have to just sort of sometimes take a step back and say, okay, let just focus here. And often it's just me a little bit of a tap. And I'm like, can you feel this? Can you contract here? This is where I want you to feel the contraction. And often uh, women can just say, oh yes, you know what, Jennifer? And it's usually, it just needs to be a little bit of a less contraction. I think if we're speaking about our post, the postpartum mamas, like we just want, we're, we're, a lot of us are type A's. We just want to do the best we can possibly do, but sometimes the best we can possibly do needs to be dialed back a little bit because that it needs, we need to really just focus on that pelvic floor as opposed to those other muscles. We'll get you stronger with those other muscles. We'll give you exercises to focus on that, Amanda. But in the short term, let's see what's going on with those pelvic floor muscles, first of all. Awesome. And what is the difference between a Kegel and the pelvic floor muscles that the, the exercises that we work on, like there's a lot happening because people might be like, Oh, I'll just do Kegels. But like, you know, what makes pelvic floor therapy a little different than that? That's, that's a great question, actually, Amanda. So the, the Kegel is an ex- is something that we're, we've heard of for so many years. That is a word that's just thrown out there. And I think sometimes that's what people say. They're like, I do my Kegels, Jen, why am I not getting stronger? The pelvic floor strengthening exercises we're giving you, Amanda, would are could in fact be be categorized as a Kegel exercise, but it's just that we're focusing a little bit differently. Like we might be making you contract very quickly or contract and hold for a longer period of time. So it's a matter of when you're doing if you're doing a Kegel exercise and you maybe haven't visited with the pelvic floor therapist, you might be having some of those compensatory movements. So you might see a little bit of the glute contracting as well, which will take over from the pelvic floor. Cause it's a much stronger muscle. It's yes, a larger definitely. muscle. Yep. So it's, it's what else, what I often say, and what I, what I would often say to my patients would be, show me what you would do if someone were to say, do a Kegel exercise, because that gives me an idea. And then I can say, okay, you know what? That's fantastic. Let's leave this component of the exercise. And maybe let's make sure that we are really focusing on just that pelvic floor. So the Kegel could be considered, well, it is a pelvic floor exercise for sure. Just the ones I'm giving you or that I give my clients are a little bit more focused, Amanda. 
Definitely. And I want to just add to that because there's a whole different component. Cause when we're working to, when we were working together, we were working on endurance. So yeah. that like, those are really big ones because, you know, if you're wanting to run your marathon runner, or if you're wanting to, you know, jump on the trampoline or something like that, like where it's a longer period of time, like we're working on that muscle. And then we also had the different other muscles that we're working on where it's like the, like, oh man, you have to help me out here. Cause it's been a little bit, but there was ones for endurance. There was ones for like holding. If like, you're going down for a squat and you're trying to stay in that position, um, as well. And what's that one called? You're still using your endurance one there, but the other one, I think you're thinking of Amanda is the speed. So the really quick, yeah, one. So so if you're going, so if you're going, if you're laughing you. or coughing or sneezing to do that quick, just pull up and let's hope that we don't have a little bit of loss of control of our of our urine because that's not what we want. So that's those, Amanda, you, you're doing amazing. The fact that you can remember these and it's been a while since you and I have touched things. Been definitely a while, but at the same time, I'm like, damn it. I wish I do. Um, either way, I'm so glad because like, this just helps you understand like what makes it so different for working with a pelvic therapy, th- uh, doing pelvic therapy with a physiotherapist, as opposed to doing a Kegel at home. And then the thing is like, I love accountability. So me having our appointments, they, they really keep me in tune with, you know, doing this for a certain period of time. Cause we do a lot at all, like at once for like just after that six week mark till whenever we are done, you give me the go ahead where I'm like, good, you're on your own. You can refine. And that sometimes can be around like the, how like four to six sessions you'd say, like, I think that's, yes, that's exactly it, Amanda. So what we, what we usually do is we see our postpartum women, usually about that six to eight week mark, eight week mark, mark, which is fantastic. And then the nice thing about pelvic floor therapy is it's not, you're not here that often. You're not at the clinic that often because you need to work on those exercises. And those exercises will take Amanda a couple weeks to get stronger with, which is why I'll see you here at the six to eight week mark. Then I'll see you probably, you know, at the 11 week mark and let's touch base and see how you're doing. And then I add a couple more exercises on for you. And then let's touch base at the 13 to 14, 15 week mark. And let's see how you're doing accountability in pelvic floor physiotherapy is the biggest thing, Amanda, because I can't be there at home drilling you to do these pelvic floor exercises. It is something you have to want to do on your own. And I would say my patients that come in, they're so accountable to themselves and so accountable to their exercises that they will see a change. I think where pelvic floor physiotherapy fails sometimes, Amanda, is that people don't have time to get their exercises Mm -hmm, done, or maybe they don't, maybe, maybe they don't think they're doing their exercises correctly. What I often say to my patients in the clinic is if I have taught you how to do the exercises in the clinic and you and I have gone through them together, you are doing them properly. So when you go home, just do them exactly the same way you did with me. It's a little bit different because you don't have the feedback from the pelvic floor therapist. That's exactly it. Yep. (laughs) You know, so there is a need for accountability and touching base. And that's why it is nice to see your public floor therapist a couple, couple weeks after your initial assessment. Um, but after that, you guys do a really great job. I just get to be bossy at that point, Amanda, and give you more to do. You guys do all the hard work. <laughs> oh man. If this is you being bossy, then we're like, <laughs> we're doing really well, <laughs> There's, but there is something to be said like that, that, that did help me. And yeah, it gave me the confidence and I have to say that like, even though I didn't have any prolapse or anything like that, there is still the people that do a lot of the pelvic 
pelvic floor therapy that still do struggle with prolapse come 11 to 12 to over a year later. So what do you say to those people that might be are like, oh man, like, you know, I have prolapse. So like I've been, and I'm still struggling. What do you say to those people? Like how can we be there for them? Because I do know of a few that are around me that are struggling right now. That's that is, would you say, Amanda, those would be clients who have done pelvic floor yes. therapy or yep. yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so we are lucky here in Guelph as well to have a plethora of OBGYNs. We're very lucky to have that connection as well with the obstetrics, the gynecological departments here. So I, a lot of my clients will come from that OBGYN world and they'll do some pelvic floor therapy. Like here, like you said, Amanda, not everybody is as successful as the next person. Mm -hmm. So some people do struggle a little bit more. Again, the nice thing with pelvic floor therapy is if you've gone through your routine and, and you might not be progressing as well as you think you are, or you're still struggling and that prolapse is lingering and it's not, we're not noticing a bit of a change. Sometimes some of the options that some of my patients are leaning towards um, would be utilizing something that's called a pessary. I don't know if you and I spoke about a pessary. We did on the first day and when I, we had our consultation, um, but yeah, many people don't know what that is. So this is a great kind of way to add that in there. Yep. Okay. So in Ontario, pessaries can only be inserted by um, OBGYN. So a pessary is essentially a little um, tool that's utilized. It's inserted into the vagina and it lifts up some of the contents inside the inside the pelvic floor so that you're not noticing that your bladder may be falling or your uterus is falling. It's a, it's something that some of my patients um, can actually, once it's been inserted the first time, can take it out and insert it themselves, which is amazing. Sometimes patients have to go back to the OBGYN to have it taken out, cleaned, put back in, and they're comfortable. But the nice thing is the pessary gives an opportunity for somebody who might not have been able to run or work out as heavily, Amanda, continue to try and do that because mm. it takes that pressure off. So they're not feeling the heaviness in the pelvic floor, which is very common postpartum. And it's very, very evident if you don't know, and you're, you're pregnant and you're like, Oh, you will definitely know what that feeling is and whatnot. So I have to say that. Cause like you hear that, but then you're like, Oh yep, Now I know exactly what's happening. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. So the pessary is a fantastic option. It's not the be all and the end all. And again, like pelvic floor physio, it doesn't suit everybody. Clearly our last option, Amanda would be some type of surgery. So if there's something that we can do to help the people before they get to the surgical route with the OBGYN, that's clearly a better option. Um, anything is better than having to go under the knife as we know yeah, there's 100%. always, there's risk, there's risk involved. Right. So, but um, the pessary is sometimes a nice transition. Um, if people are saying, you know what, Jennifer, I want to have um, babies back to back. Well, a surgeon's probably not going to do a repair in between if you have children. And I've heard some of the doctors say, please wait, have your second baby or your third or your fourth, and then come back and we will do a lift if that has to be done. Or, I mean, that, there are certainly there are options like that, Amanda. Is that the best option? I'm not sure. And for everybody, they have to make their own decision. Mm -hmm. But but it's certainly a secondary 
a, certainly a secondary option so that you don't have to have that heaviness feeling. Cause nobody likes that heaviness feeling. No. And what would you say? Like when, like you, you hear that it can be kind of like overwhelming or like scary to hear something like that, but what did, how often have you seen people get surgery because of that? Like it's more often that you can repair like the prolapse as opposed to getting surgery or is it not? Um, I would say for the most part, Amanda, people recover fairly well. Mm-hmm. They're probably in the 10 years that I've been doing the pelvic floor therapy. I think I've had probably two women have to have surgery. Um, but it's sometimes it's if you've had an aggressive delivery or if you've just, if you've just had multiple children, like in the pelvic floor world, the vagina is never the same after one baby. And then multi-parity and you have multiple births, it's that much more. It's that as much well harder as aging probably floor. as well, right? That like correct. Yeah. It Lots all kind of uh, works together, I guess, eh? You're so right, Amanda. There are certainly a lot of different factors. How old, how active are you? But that being said, Amanda, um, remember we talked about the diastasis recti when your abdomen separates a little, like when um, everything separates and it looks like you can torpedo a little bit between your abdomen. Yeah. Um, that can happen to people that are extremely fit like you. It can happen to people that aren't fit. So it's not like all of these these issues will happen to someone who's completely um, inactive. These can happen to, you know, the most the, the most active, strong client that comes in. So mm-hmm. the unfortunate thing with um, pregnancy is it doesn't discriminate in terms of what it's going to give and who it gives these, <laughs> these issues that occur. It doesn't say, oh, because you're active, you won't get this one. So there are lots of things. And I think, I think that's what's really important as, as a new mom, Amanda, is to reach out to to your network of friends and be like, listen, I have this going on. Do you notice this? Because it's scary when we don't know. Mm-hmm. And maybe you want to talk about the laughing, coughing, sneezing, but you don't want to talk about the pain you're having with intercourse postpartum. So I think speaking about everything, Amanda, will only get us further along and help these women so much more. Oh, hundred percent. Like when working with you, it's like, was nice to have someone be that, be the like be that confident and ask those like personal questions because all of us always say like, Oh, no one talks about any of this, like during when you're pregnant or blah, blah, blah. But I think it's because like, when you don't know, you don't know what you don't know. People probably do talk about it sometimes when, but now you're paying attention. Now you're there. Now you get it. Like now you are taking interest in it. So it can be some of that, but yeah, it's definitely a taboo topic, especially when it comes to the intercourse part, you know, cause they always say like six weeks, you're ready to go. And like, I can guarantee you that I hear more people not ready for that at that point in time. It's basically, it was like, that's when I see, that's when we see you for the first time, like to like really know what's going on down there. And like, that is like the more of like the peace of mind where you feel more confident in all that area when you're definitely ready to get back out there. I definitely agree with you, Amanda. I definitely agree with you. It's that it's, it is. It's scary. I also think the six week mark for working out, Amanda, is something mm-hmm. you and I spoke about yes. because I think there is a fallacy that at six weeks we can we can <laughs> I was squat definitely not ready <laughs> at all either for that. <laughs> you 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 might not have been ready. You wanted to. Oh, hundred like percent. I definitely to. talked to you about it. <laughs> I know. Yes, and I love that. I love when patients are like, "Can I get back to this?" Because you know what, Amanda, 
I know that means you're going to be healthy. This little one's going to see a healthy mama working out, which is amazing. But we have to be kind to our bodies because yes, yes. You know what? Patience, patience and love these bodies that have birthed a child. It's incredible. And Amanda, I think something that's really important that I want to make sure um, your listeners hear about too, is these aren't just the clients that have a vaginal birth. A C-section birth is equally as important to do pelvic floor therapy after, but I think that might be also um, something that people aren't aware of. Well, you know what? I didn't, I, I didn't deliver through my vagina, so I should just be able to deal with this. And that recovery is really difficult too. Oh, it's a very difficult. Yeah. That's a hundred. I'm so glad we're bringing this up because yeah, like it can be even more scarier doing a C-section with like going through all that muscle, uh, with the knife. So yeah, let's definitely talk about that a little bit for sure. So I think those, those mamas, um, they, they sometimes think, well, I don't need the pelvic floor therapy. So often it's really nice if they have a friend that's maybe done the pelvic floor therapy so that they can say, oh, okay, this is, it's validating to hear that somebody else who's had a section has had it. You're right, Amanda, they're call- cutting through multiple layers of tissue when they do that. I think another thing people aren't aware of is the scar tissue that forms whenever you make an incision into the body scar tissue forms. So those are also women that I like to speak with about, we have to friction massage that because we don't want the incision to bind down. And um, we don't want you to have issues down the road because this incision has, it was opened, it's been closed, but the surgeon might not necessarily have a lot of aftercare. So you might not see the surgeon to say, Hey, apparently I'm supposed to massage this. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. So in those women that come in, Amanda, their, their assessment would look very much like a, a woman's assessment who has a vaginal birth. We still check your strength. We still check your endurance. We check what the overall tone looks like. Is your body compensating at all? But we have another step where we're like, we need to check that incision, make sure it's healing nicely, teach those mamas what they need to do or have a partner come and I show their partner what to do. That's another thing as well, Amanda, that people need to be aware of, like, I am always open if they would like to have someone come in that could be helping them with this recovery. So that it's, we need to make sure that if someone will be friction massaging an incision along the abdomen, that they know how to do it properly. So the door is always open for whoever needs, whomever needs to come into that appointment. And babes are always welcome. As you know, it's never, (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I don't ever want mamas to feel that they have to get a sitter to come to public floor therapy. No, we close that door. And if the babe cries, we stop and you put the babe on your chest and we figure it out. Right. You are so good that way. Oh my God. Like I was like, I was hoping I wouldn't be one of those. And I was like, and sure enough, like I was, but you definitely made it very easy to like work with. Cause like, yeah, like you're a new mom or like you've done it before, but like your stress is like, up, like, Oh, and you just like, and yeah, stuff's going on down there. And you're like, but we're all working together as a team. Like that's, that's the biggest thing you made it feel like a team effort and especially, yeah, being a part of something that's so vulnerable at this in so many ways at that time. But yeah, the massage you're so right is a uh, very important. And many people don't know about the massage after, and there are many of them are intimidated because like, yeah, the putting the pressure on like the wound and uh, it's just like, well, there's so much that's happening, especially just with being a mom, like there's just so much like the, that your body is going through hormones are like unreleased or releasing. And you're just trying to 
find it like who this person is under all underneath all that again like we're trying to put piece it all together because it's such a transformation in so many ways oh amanda it truly is and it's it's quite overwhelming so it's okay to come into the office and and cry and that's okay and we will make it through our first and we'll make it through our second appointments and and i just hope that my patients feel that when they leave they have the tools to do what needs to be done until our next session. And it's literally one session at a time, Amanda, because the pelvic floor isn't going to change overnight. It's not going to be perfect in two weeks when you come back for that follow-up appointment or three weeks after that follow-up appointment. It is, this is a team effort between both of both the client and myself to make sure that we're heading in the right direction. I always think, um, I hope that I can express to my clients that if you have any questions or comments or concerns, like you can reach out, you guys know, there's a couple ways to reach me in terms of mm-hmm. um, email, you know, the person, the cell phone for the business, just text a quick question because I'd rather you guys stay on top of your exercises now, Amanda, than two weeks when we follow up and patients are like, you know what, Jennifer, I didn't know how to do that properly. Sometimes a quick call or a quick email can help us get to the bottom of that. Right. As opposed to losing oh, yeah. that time. I, yeah, totally. I asked you in the summer, Oh, is it okay if I can go water skiing? <laughs> like, <laughs> and you're like, yeah, no problem. Or no, it's not like, you're definitely that person that like, you can do the, ask those like questions or those like spontaneous questions like that. <laughs> like, thank you so much for sharing in and it's, creating such an intimate space to be able to talk about this. And I hope that people know that, you know, there's no crazy questions. Like you, like, that's why it's so nice to have people like you around to help us through our pre and postnatal journey and to help our bodies get prepared for what's to come when you're becoming, uh, when you're in becoming a mom, like in the prenatal phase and then being there for the, the messiness as well as the, the crazy, beautiful messiness like that we're going through in the postpartum phase. How can people find out more about you? Where can they look? Oh, thanks. Um, they can find me on the web, uh, Physiotherapy. .ca. Um, you can send me an email at info at dynamic motion physiotherapy.ca. Very easy. You can also call me at 519-835-5586. That's the work number. Easy to leave a call. And that number is also a cell phone. So I often have patients texted as well, Amanda. So if they're looking to get an appointment, the hard part is, as you know, there's a bit of a waiting game with pelvic floor, especially here in Guelph, because there's not a ton of us. So wait times for public floor assessments are usually about eight weeks, but they're worth it. And if we get you guys in and then we book a couple follow-ups, we stay on that process. So, and we're just located just north of downtown at 265 Woolwich Street. So easy to find lots of parking in the back. That's about it. That's awesome. Thank you. And we'll have all this in the show notes. Thank you so much, Jen, for this awesome chat. And we will talk to you later. Thanks so much, Amanda, for having me. This episode has been brought to you by Raw Elements. Do you struggle with vegan proteins? Do you feel that some are too gritty, too bland, or that they just don't mix well? From a person that loves whey protein powder, but struggles with dairy intolerance, finding a vegan protein has been a journey of its own. I've tried a lot of protein powders being in the fitness industry and absolutely love Sun Warriors Classic Plus Protein for its taste, smoothness, and mixing ability. For over 22 years, Raw Elements has been serving our community and believes in 100% quality and natural ingredients. Sun Warriors Classic Plus Protein is made with amaranth, 
chia, quinoa, pea protein, and brown rice protein. This blend gives you that little bit extra that you want and need, and you'll not only love the way it tastes, but you'll absolutely love the way it makes you feel. And that is why it's called plus use the code rise to get 10% off your next order. You will not be disappointed. Thank you for listening to the Health in Guelph podcast. This show would simply not exist without you. If you know somebody in the community who would be a great candidate to be on this show, send them my way and email me at amanda at reloveandrise.com. And what keeps us going and staying on the forefront is liking, commenting, and subscribing. Please share this podcast so we can keep this community connected. Thank you, Guelph, and stay strong.